hey, welcome to Bonus Barrel. I am Rob, with me today is... Seiji. And... Just, just Seiji. Just Seiji and Rob. Aww. Uh, Left is dead, or not feeling well, something like that. Uh, or he's just playing hooky. I, mean, I don't know where he's at. Do we really know where he's at right now? He just, you know, he, he's, he Skyped us. We don't actually know if he's really at home not feeling well. Mm -hmm. He could be at another podcast right now. We don't another know. Yes, yes. Like, <laughs> betrayal Barrel or something. We don't know where he's at. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Fireball Fates. Oh, is it good? I'm really good. Yeah, I, I'm really digging it. There's a lot of people at work playing it. Mm -hmm. Megan's playing it. Left is playing it. Mm -hmm. And I was going to bring up uh, this. It's hard to. I don't know if we can get into it too much since you have not played it yourself. But it, it's three games. Or so there's Conquest and Birthright, and then there's another one that's a DLC in, in March, I think. Uh, I can't remember what that one's called. So you can. There are two physical copies, and they each have the game on it. Okay. So there's the, the two games, and if you bought the special edition, it's one cart with both games, all three games on it, I should say. Uh -huh. So if you bought the special edition, you got. Both games and the DLC that's out next month on one cart. Okay, that's cool. Which is cool. Mm. And then, so right now, if you buy Birthright or Conquest, you have the one cart and that's it. Now, when you play the game the first time, you even on the special edition cart, you play through the first six chapters all the same. And then it diverge from there. Mm -hmm. And if you're playing it, so say you bought Conquest, you still play through that part. And then it, when you want to choose that path, I believe Birthright would be DLC. Okay. So you couldn't actually, you'd actually have to choose, you'd have to download it at that point if you only had the one card. And in my, my game, I just chose what I wanted. And I go to the menu and I can pick any of them. So it just got me thinking, all, the, all my game, all three games fit perfectly fine on one card. And it reuses a lot of characters. You get different characters on each path and the story is, different depending on which one you play one you're helping one side versus the other and the other side you're neutral kind of thing but it's it's just i don't know it's i was i was wondering to myself until left like is it a complete game by all, the one i have is the special edition i feel is without a doubt a complete game but i was wondering if i were to only have one of the other titles would it feel complete to me mm -hmm. i mean in some ways i mean i've already put 30 hours in the mine and I'm not even that far in the story because I've been doing extra stuff. But I don't know. It's just strange to me. Like when he's telling me you, you could choose the option in the game to take branching path, but then you have to download it. And I, and then I don't know. Something about that was weird to me. And then I, on the fact that I have all of them on my cart. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. I I, I will need to play it right to you should play to it. have some sort of opinion. <clears throat> but it sounds really really interesting. It is interesting. It's neat, and I like it. Could you compare that to Pokemon? Yes. Well, no, in a way, this is better than... Because as I was talking, I was thinking the exact same thing. Pokemon is basically the same game as its mirror copy. Red right? mm -hmm. and Blue is basically the same. And there's some differences between, say, Ruby and Sapphire, and that they have different antagonists, you know, uh, Magma and Aqua, for example. But they're basically the same games with some different Pokemon... This is completely different stories. Okay, let me. So it's more way. for sure. You know, you count games, right? I do count games, games you beat. Yes. Right. So you would consider beating Pokemon. If you beat Pokemon Red, mm -hmm. would you consider also that you beat? Pokemon I don't count Blue. blue. I mean, I would you consider Pokemon Blue Red? If like I were to play game? through both of them, 
Uh-huh. I would count them both. <laughs> two different games. Okay. Uh, even though you said... You even though they're basically the same, that's kind of... I would probably count them as different ones. But uh, I wouldn't... If I beat Red, I wouldn't count it as beating Red and Blue at the same time. Even though, in a way, you could make an argument that you'd beat both at the same time. Uh-huh. And with this, if I were to beat the story mode for Birthright, which is what I'm playing, yeah. I'll count them as one game. And if I were to go back and play the other, I would count it as a different game. Then I think you have your answer. I think you think you're right. <laughs> I think we figured it out. Uh, yeah, and, no, I think you're right. I, I do mostly agree with that. I just found it the way the way it has come out is very is very interesting and just kind of strange. But I mean, I never complained about Pokemon, and it's the exact same thing, like even better than Pokemon. So yeah, I guess mm-hmm. I guess that's my answer. Have you heard about the Pokemon Direct? Yeah, tomorrow? I wasn't going to mention it because this will come out way after. Oh yeah, well so for us <laughs> in the past it's going to happen tomorrow. So we will mention it until next the next show. Sure. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll come we'll back and talk it. about it. Yeah. I think the I heard some what do you think? random rumor about Pokemon Sun and Moon. I I did too. That'd be cool. It's cool, yeah. It's so weird to me to be speculating about it now when, when people who potentially listen to this will already know the answer. So this is generation what, eight? Seven? Uh seven I think. Seven? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, seven. Unless it's a Pokemon X. No, for being being Pokemon's 20th anniversary. Woo! Is that, you know, a new Pokemon generation? Would that... I'd like it to be. We already had a remake in between... We did, but we didn't get the Z. But would that be, I don't know, enough? A new Pokemon? Pokemon 20th anniversary. We're getting Pokemon. Well, that's true, Pokemon. I don't know, I was expecting something special, something for a console. Pokemon. No, no, but like a... (laughs) Like finally, they say like they will never, Pokemon. they're never gonna do it. They, 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 Nintendo they, is so they, anal on their on their traditions. But I, don't we, know. I mean, look at Pokemon Coliseum and XD Go Darkness. Those are I don't know. Have you played them? Pokemon MMO, man. I know it's in the future. I was daydreaming about that the other day, walking home from work. When I that like, happens, I mean, I have so many ideas for the Pokemon MMO. I, I like. I think it could be amazing. Mm-hmm. Monthly. So my idea would be. They would actually have... Okay, the Pokemon League in the show is awesome. It's a bracketed tournament. When you get high enough, you, you, you become the Pokemon Master. Or Champion, rather. And maybe they could throw the Elite Four in there. But in the games, you just come in and you fight the Elite Four. It's not To me, it's not very exciting. I found the whole idea of it as a sport exciting. This giant coliseum where you're battling like three Pokemon on another trainer and the winner goes on next in the tournament. So I would have it that every month for a weekend, there would be a Pokemon tournament, and you'd go in and register, and you'd see how far you can get, and you win a prize. Like a yeah, Pokemon game. MMO. I mean, if when that happens, I think it should is it should be like like sports in general. So you have regions you can battle oh. your friends yeah. casually. You're going to have local gym leaders in your town, and then you can go to a national league and international yeah, league. You know, and then you have like the world championships within. Yeah. The world of Pokemon is going to be amazing. I think it's going to be great. I, I always thought it'd be cool if the battles were... You get into a battle and this... Kind of like in the way Pokemon does it where there's kind of like this dome around your battle. I think it'd be cool if you could freely move your Pokemon like in... Like say in World of Warcraft. You can move it around. Maybe you have your regular attacks and then you have timers for your... That used to say PP. But you would be like clicking a ability like Vine Whip and then it would probably start filling up again and you would be moving around and maybe dodging and stuff. So it would be an action. I would picture it as an action... RPG battle system and I think that your Pokemon should have a few pieces of gear and then your trainer could also equip gear that could affect your overall Pokemon stats and stuff so you could have those two things going on and then HM Fly could actually let you fly around oh you're the best 
challenging people and having local tournaments. And... I don't know. If it's an MMO, I mean, you can just go and and, and wander around the world. Yeah. And trying to catch wild Pokemon. And having and battles. People and, you know. But battle. how would they, would they, I don't think they would, they wouldn't need to do this, but oh, but a lot of MMOs have like raids and big ass dungeons and stuff. Mm-hmm. I almost think it's not necessarily that, it wouldn't be that necessary in this. I don't know. Like you have the big thing about Pokemon is battling and and you would just be able to just, it'd be like a very heavy PvP game, I think. I don't know, but there's a lot of, of story behind the legendaries, for example. They could make good raids, so, actually. Yeah. And then, But who would catch it? That's the only downside. Not everybody could catch it. It wouldn't make any sense. I know. But You'd have that like guilds and then they would be like, one only one but person. But the guy who it. has it, right? We can't use it in tournaments, it's not fair. I know, but <laughs> you have it, and then you can, you know, display it or whatever. That would be cool. You can eat a a, a Taurus hamburger and stuff. <laughs> Taurus hamburger. Some slowpoke tails, some roasted slowpoke tails. Oh, what's tails. the other, what's the other cow Pokemon? Um, uh, Tank. Miltank. So you drink the milk from Miltank while eating a Taurus burger and then having, like, shish kebabs of, of uh, slowpoke tails. Yeah. I'm sure they eat other Pokemon, too. There's a lot of Pokemon. I could never eat a Pokemon. How could, I would have to be a vegetarian. In, in Pokemon? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure I could drink the Moomoo milk. Uh-huh. It's just milk. Uh-huh. But I could never eat them. I mean, they're sentient. They're too sentient. Are they? Well, kind of. I mean, they well, understand English or Japanese, depending. Some on of them. Or wherever. Well, that's true. You can kind of... It depends. In the anime, you can talk to them. I think they're more beast-like in the uh, games. But Alakazam has an IQ of 5,000, apparently. Oh. How, would, how could any trainer ever have it? They'd be like, I don't know, keeping Stephen Hawkins around... And he has to do whatever you say, but mm-hmm. but he can't talk to you. He can only think at you. I don't know. How do you measure a Pokemon's IQ? Well, the Pokedex measures Alakazam's, but what test is it taking? Mm-hmm. What is it? Does it go to like one of the local Pokemon training schools and just sits in the room and takes tests, or do they do? Well, they trained um, Octopus to, or is it Squid? No, it's Octopus to. Use shapes and there are irregular shapes that fit in different slots based on different colors, and it would give them the food. Mm. And that same octopus would then sneak out of the cage to get the key. Anyways, I, I'm off on a tangent. That's a really cool story. I recommend people looking up. So okay. yes, I think that maybe they have these like they must study it, right? Yep. How could you study now? I don't know. It's a really strange. The world of Pokemon, unfortunately, it requires so much suspension of disbelief to to work. Yeah. But anyway, we're, we're having that direct tomorrow, so we'll yeah. see. I hope it's, it's it's more than just another Pokemon game. In another Pokemon game, I want Pokemon for game. the 3DS. Heck yeah. Well, I mean, oh, maybe for the NX. <laughs> Pokemon for the NX. Yeah, sure. Because it'll be a dual system, as they say. Uh-huh. Or mobile, whatever. Oh, know. no, no. Console. No, you're killing me now. Mobile, bad. Handheld <clears throat> or console? Or, vir- or VR? Oh, and wait. And, and they release uh, Detective Pikachu, whatever. Oh, is that out in Japan? I think. How's the reviews for it? I haven't read anything about maybe it. Maybe that'll come out this year. Hmm. Pokemon Go? So that's Pokemon, this Pokemon year. Go, Pokemon, potentially, um, Sun and Moon. Yeah, or uh, Zed. Pokemon. Pokemon. And Pit- Pikachu, Detective probably. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if we got, like, a fucking dungeon. Rumble. It's one of the, super... either the, the dungeon games or one of the Rumble Blast games. I'm sure Pokemon Shuffle will get some more events and stuff. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of Pokemon available for you if you, yeah. if you want. But, I don't know, it feels to me like the, the franchise right now is... Is going through a, a rough. I think rough X and Y was a breath of fresh air. Yeah, but there's so much stuff that is not so good. Yeah, where where's our Pokemon Amiibo line? I want that. 
Oh, man. I know you can't do all of them, but I'm saying they need to start. They need I mean, to get started on that. So, the, just this week, I think, uh, Animal Crossing Series 3 cards. Oh, my God. I have, I have barely bought. Oh, the cards? Yeah. Okay. It's already another problem. Oh, man. I can't so keep up. Stuff. No, you know, I've lost all, all the enthusiasm. I did, too. I, I don't... I didn't get many of the Animal Crossing. I still want them, but I just, I'm so tired. I get the Mega Man Legacy Collector's Edition. Yeah, I know. Which I wanted the game, so I'm excited about that. Uh-huh. Came with gold Mega Man. Uh-huh. Why couldn't they just make him, like, any of the power-up colors Mega Man? The gold ones are so lazy. Yeah. I hate them. I hate gold and silver Mario. It's stupid. Mm-hmm. And I don't like gold Mega Man either, I, but I, the box is really cool. Yeah. Do you think it's rare? Because I, I, I was checking the prices for... For that that bundle, the day it got released, yeah, it's one hundred twenty five dollars on Amazon. I mean, right? Amazon inflates that stuff, but because they don't have it, right? Yeah. So it's, it's it's outsiders or whatever. We third party vendors in our town, we get a few extras. That's how oh, okay. I managed to get my collectors. So I was lucky. But we also, did, you didn't pre order it. I pre ordered the game, but the pre orders were out when I went. The collectors were out when I went to pre order it like oh, a month okay. ago. So, so where did you get it? EB. So, but I went in and they had they had accidentally got some extras. So okay. I got one. I think Richard got one too, actually. Okay. And yeah, it's cool. I like Mega Man a lot, so I was happy to to get it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's sad. Amiibos don't excite me right now. Mm-hmm. I want to be. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of the same ones keep coming out too. I don't know what. I don't know. It just feels weird. Yeah. And I'm so sick of not being able to get like I'm playing Fates. You unlock classes by using the Fire Emblem Amiibos. They're like the rarest amiibos. I don't even have all of them. Robin. Yeah, Robin Lucina. I don't have all of those. <laughs> those are the rarest ones. What's that? They are. They are. They are the rarest. Yeah, I know. So I can't. Um, and I'm not going to open the two I have. So I can't get them, and that really annoys me. Like I want the extra classes in the game. I think it's. I think that's a cool feature. Mm. They have a good use of amiibos, but they're the rarest ones, and they didn't release any new ones. Mm. That's <laughs> it's annoying, mm-hmm. and I don't like it. Amiibos, man, they, they make me so mad. Yeah. It's, it's, it was a great thing. Oh, cool. Amiibos are coming out. They're these awesome little toys, mostly high-quality uh, figures of characters that I love. And then they became this sick thing, this cancer of trying to collect them and then fighting with other people and pushing kids over in Toys R Us to get... You know, that stupid kid probably cost me that, that Robin and Lucina. You said uh, <laughs> mostly... High quality. Which one well, some does, of the, it, does it stand the, out for you for its low quality? The more humanoid, the more human proportions the character mm-hmm. I find, the, and the more detailed, the less they hold up. Yeah. Like, uh, I think some of the Fire Emblem, the first Fire Emblem character, a little wonky. And some, Marth. Yeah. And Link's okay, but... Mirth. Mirth. Ma, Marus. <laughs> yeah, Mirth. Yeah, I know you're talking. Uh-huh. Yeah. I find that the, the cartoony ones hold up really well. Like, uh, I think Kirby and Villagers are both two of my favorites still. You know what? Kirby, to me, is a little bit of a d- disappointment. Really? I think yeah. like Pikachu's a disappointment. Pikachu is both literally just standing there. Oh, and Kirby's just sitting. But he's... But he... Okay, yeah, I agree. He but he's like, a ball, so he's okay. Yeah, I, but he has a lot... A lot you know, more dynamic and cuter. Yeah, closest. they could have done more, but Pikachu is like, worse. The word. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's Pikachu. literally just standing with his arms down. They could have had him doing a thunderbolt or jumping or rolling with a pokeball in it. Like, there's so much they could have done. Yeah, and the uh, Pikachu, Pikachu's arms are just like bumps in the. Yeah, episode. the most popular, ami- the most sold amiibos are like the Mario ones and stuff, and they're most well. Mario from Smash is cool, but then Mario Land Mario is the most boring Mario. And then they use those same Marios to make the stupid gold and silver ones. Yeah. 
So that's like three sets of really boring Mario's. But then they kind of made up with it with the really cool retro Mario. Cause that, I like that, those, those two. Mm-hmm. Those are, those yeah. are awesome ones. Yeah, but. Super Mario series Mario is the lamest one. Yeah. Why it's not? really bad. I want power up Mario's with the cape and raccoon and tanuki suit and. Man, I don't want to be I know. I know you're right, actually. I remember how we used to be like, oh, I want to amiibo their next. I want this amiibo, this. And now we're like, I don't want any more amiibo stuff no, coming. Just stop. Just, you just, made me too sad. I just don't... re-release the, the ones that are, yeah. that are how, how you know, released and that's it. You and I have just made one listener happy. Because JP loves when we're upset about amiibos. Mm-hmm. And he likes when we're sad and upset about them. So I guess at least one person gets something out of this conversation. But it's even worse. Because I, I'm not even mad. I'm so... Tired, yes, and, tired and resignated. I feel like defeated by him <laughs> because I know that I gonna, I'm gonna keep buying you can't them stop if I can. Point. Yeah, but so that's the thing, right? So the rush is gone. The, now. the other day, I was telling my wife, you know what? I'm I don't think I'm gonna keep buying the, the amuse because it, it's it's a daily thing you have to do. Yeah, you have to check I up I'm, every day. Yeah, right. And my wife, my wife was like, no, no, you <laughs> you got. You got me through this, so you you have to finish it, right? You have to continue. <laughs> you have to do it. And I was like, she's ah. saving. She's saving your, your. But you know, amiibos could go on forever. They're a really big business. You I can know. Use I know. The rest of your life. Richard, the amiibos, he does, He did say that he's he done. Was, he was going. No, he was going to to complete the, the smash, smash. Yeah, the smash series. So I think he he's onto something there. And then he's, if that's your plan. I don't know because I already started with the Animal Crossing one, so I guess I want the Animal Crossing one. But not, I don't know if I'm gonna pursue the. Cars, That's the man. thing because all the cars that's so stupid are so so. I know, so frustrating. And like with the Animal Crossing, I've got five of them, and I, I see them in the stores. I could get them, but I just like I don't even want to. I mean, maybe because I'm not into Animal Crossing, it's not helping me any. I love Animal Crossing, but they're expensive, I love it. I love and it. I don't. There's so many. And they keep coming out. Like every, like it feels like every other week there's more fucking amiibos. Mm. Stop t- They're like, and when there's a set of like four or five, there goes over a hundred bucks right there. Yeah. Oh no, and there's a, there's a trio coming. Uh, oh, it's, God. Uh, Ryu, Roy, and Rob. Like the, the, the Japan's, Japan's Rob. The Famicom Rob. Yeah, oh, okay. Ryu, Roy, and Rob. Oh man. I'll probably buy those. I like those. Not excited characters. for any of them. Oh, Ria's cool. I know, but it's an amiibo. So, <laughs> so everything amiibo uh, nowadays, I'm like. Oh. Would you like hashtag ban amiibos? Hashtag. Yeah, how about hashtag give amiibos a break? No, but you see, the only one I have on display right now is my Mega Yoshi one. And I'm really That's glad cool. I got that. I wish I had that Because one. it's super rare. Not, okay, it's not that rare. It's just expensive. Yeah. But it's not like three times. <laughs> Uh, the price expensive, right? It's just expensive because the amiibo was already expensive to begin with. I wish I would have got that. I should have, but well, it's like sixty bucks, man. Yeah, I know, but it's huge and it's cute. I like Yoshi. It's really cute. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm gonna move on to something positive. So last year, anything this is positive. Anything's better than amiibos. So last year, I discovered this is a trend I, I noticed with myself. Now, I I'm in play, I play a lot of retro games now than I ever used to, and a lot of new games. And last year, I discovered the Katamari series. Like, I knew they existed, but I discovered my love for it. I played a lot of them and beat a lot of them, and and it became one of my favorite series and one of my favorite gaming franchises. And this year, I think I've started one that's going to become my Katamari this year. Okay. The Phoenix Wright series. All right. I think that... Objection. (laughs) Overruled. I think... (laughs) Hold it! I think that... uh, 
I'm gonna I'm I I have the first two. I'm gonna order the rest, and I'm gonna download the ones from the 3ds. And I think after playing the first one, I've been listening to a lot of the music lately, and I'm just like I really like, I love it. I want to play more of it, and I feel like this year, I, I'll when I move on to the next year, the games that I carry forward with me as games that I'm gonna cherish forever. I think this will be one of the series. Katamari and Sin and Punishment were two games last year that, that I still talk about now because mm-hmm. I love them so much. Mm-hmm. And I think that next year I'll be saying, man, I love Phoenix Wright. And I th- I think that's going to be that series. Ace Attorney. Yeah. Phoenix Wright. Ace, I, Ace Artist. I, I, I think it's great, man. And I've only played the first one, so I, I can't see it getting worse. I can only see them getting better. But... Yeah, I'm loving it. So I wanted to, I wanted to say that I have a couple of newsy things I just want to talk about real quick before we go on to our topic. Although it's just me and you, so it's not like there's any yeah big rush. And anything is better than a mule. I mean, if you if you read to me right now that that video games give you cancer, it will still be better, like more joyful than anything a mule related. Because you know what? I will still uh, if video games give cancer. <laughs> May probably already have it. Yeah. So I'm gonna. I'm so just, just accepting it. And just gonna keep playing them, right? So. What if amiibos were the cure to cancer? Would you keep going with the amiibos? Well, that would be a good use of my amiibos. Because I'm probably true. one of the people that have more amiibos in, on the island. So. Yeah, you I probably guess, are. I guess I'm gonna make a. You, you, so you, I would even made a, made a profit. You'd have a use. Yeah. For them, I'm sure amiibos will pop up again. Caligula is a PlayStation Vita RPG that will trap you in a virtual reality high school. Now. That, start, that sounds like I'm talking about some dating game, a Tomei game, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, this is a game I saw on Siliconera. And apparently, um, this this is the game that Furyu, which is a, a developer, has teased. Um, is, is the game I just mentioned. It was announced on Famitsu Magazine. Uh, so it so the premise is kind of cool. Now, I don't particularly have any like lost love for high school. I know some people get older like, oh, I miss high school and stuff. I'm not really one of those people, but... And I don't really like playing too many games where you are high schoolers, but every once in a while, the story will be like, oh, this is very interesting. And what I found interesting about this one is, I'm going to read the the plot to this. So, in Caligula, the students are trapped in Mobius, a virtual reality world where those within it repeatedly relive the three years of an ideal high school. Those inside Mobius continue to live with no recollection of the real world. The main characters begin to come to their own realizations that they're not living in the real world and form a return group as part of their own desires to return to the real world and begin to find a way to do just that. However, there are some members uh, that suffered in the real world and were saved by Mobius as they have a hidden darkness that can't be shared with the others. And Mobius is an ideal world that was created by the vocal soft you. Here there are those that were in despair in the real world and were saved by his song that granted them ideal situations. Uh, regardless of age and gender, those in Mobius become high schoolers and live its three years in a loop. And I just find that like a really fascinating premise where you could have these people who maybe were like big shots in high school and they're like, they're reliving it. And then the fact that they forget the real world, it's just this fascinating, like I like movies like The Matrix and Inception and stuff like that, where you're not sure what's reality. And so it's a Vita game, so it's probably pervy, unfortunately. Uh, and maybe it won't be. A uh, little big planet for the Vita is not that pervy, I hear. So maybe it's good, but um, I really just I was very interested in this game, and and more and more information has been coming out about it. And Caligula, yeah, has a cool name too. But the premise is just neat. Like I think it could be a really fun game. Another oh, this is one you might appreciate. So have you ever heard of of Noitu Love? No, Noit Noitu Love maybe. I don't know. It's a game that came out in Steam not too a few years ago. I think it says here 2011. 
And it's this side-scrolling, beautiful uh, sprite-based game where you play as this girl, and you just, it's like kind of like a Mega Man-y game and stuff. And I think you play with just a mouse, and you really go through the game. Maybe okay. just a mouse and one button. It but anyways, was... come to the Wii U. Uh, oh, good. yeah. All right. So it, I, <laughs> weird thing is on my old computer, and I, it just kept crashing on me on a certain spot. Uh-huh. And it's a simple game. It's like like not even 100 megs. I don't know why it was doing this to me. But I kept doing that, and then eventually I forgot about it. So now that it's coming back, I think I'll pick it up for the Wii U when it comes out and just play through the game. But uh, I really, it's a really cute game, and I really am looking forward to that Super Robot Wars game that looks amazing coming out in Japan, and it's going to have English subtitles. And Digimon Cyber Sleuth, the Vita version in Japan, also had the English subtitles. Mm-hmm. So the reason why I brought this article, I thought Summon Night 6 was, but apparently it's not, which is really disappointing. It's just neat, it's neat that a lot of these games aren't going to come over here. And the reason, one of the reasons why the, like, the Super Robot Wars games aren't going to come over here is because of the licensing issue for various anime you know, because the Robot Wars is like a crossover set of game. Have you heard of them before? No. Nope. They're very long-lived, like since I think like the late 80s. Mm-hmm. These giant robot games that have sometimes have characters from like Gundam Wing and other other ones. And there's kind of this combined world. And the trailer is over the top, so I love it. But the fact that some of these games that are unlikely to be good enough, not good enough, sorry, I'm so niche they're not going to come over here, mm-hmm. but they're translating internally or internally localizing it, I think it's awesome because a lot of games aren't region locked like the PS4. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that I'm able to just import one is is great. And I hope to see more of that. I am disappointed that Summon Knight's not, though. It's that's That sucks. It was a cool-looking RPG. I would have really liked to have played it. But, you know, that's uh, I guess that's life, right? Region locking is stupid. It is stupid. I don't like that some systems still do that. It's like... You're gonna make the what? It, why? Do you and, know why? What, what are you preventing? That's what I want to know. From a por- corporate point of view, what are you preventing? I don't know. Like it doesn't make any sense. The company that makes the game is still getting the money. You, I don't know. That's it. I, I don't know. It's not gonna make. Most people aren't going to then feel the need to buy the, a second console. Like who's gonna buy it? Like only the most hardcore people. Guys. Yeah. Yeah. People. Exactly. And that's it. Whereas you would probably get more sales if you didn't have that hassle. I probably would have brought in more games had I known, you know, if they were region locked. There's a lot of European games that come out that we can't play. They're English. And that's really annoying because then you have to get a PAL system as well. It's stupid. And, you know, I know the argument is all rights and, you know, copyright stuff. And But how? I mean, it's, you can still buy them. Nothing's preventing you from buying them whether they're region locked or not. Exactly. You can still... So, it, the copyright thing is stupid. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's dumb. Yeah, exactly. You can buy it. Yeah, I hate it. It's it's silly. Do you have any other news or anything that's cool that's happened in the last week, game wise? No, but I've been every time I go to my feeds, I read rumors about the NX that is coming this year, and it's com- it's coming out with Zelda, and Zelda is coming out, and the and EA has dev kits for DNX and such such and such company has, mm-hmm. has doesn't have access and they heard that some other company has access so they want access to the dev kits so the dev kits are out there and some you know analysts are saying that is going to fail analysts <laughs> are saying that Michael Pactor probably saying that yeah, I don't know uh, 2016 seems to be the year that the NX is released I initially didn't want to believe it, but now the the rumors are so strong. I'm thinking end of the year, probably with Zelda. I think we're going to have a Twilight Princess scenario. We're going to get it on both systems. It's so sad, man. It's so sad because the Wii U, being such a great console that it is, and I know it's it's under 
appreciate it and it will, like and, and people will, will will see it in the future as as they did with Dreamcast. They're gonna, it's going to be Dreamcast. And that yeah. is going to be the only console in, in in Nintendo history that doesn't have its own dedicated. It's like game. pure Zelda. Yeah. What are the yeah GameCube got Wind Waker. GameCube got two. Wind Waker, Four Swords Adventure, Twilight Princess. Well, Tom, Twilight Princess is not an exclusive yeah, for yeah, the sorry. GameCube, so so, when, but it got three in general. Yeah. 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 And now the Wii U is going to get a bunch of them because of... A bunch of ports, though. Ports and remasters yeah. and... So no actual new Zelda. But no... Fours it. Yeah. Probably. I mean, we don't know for sure, but you're. I think that's going to be the case. I, I think, think the Wii got uh, Skyward Sword really late in, in, yeah, in, it did. in its life. And that was a good game, too. And hey, now I've got Link's crossbow training. That <laughs> hasn't shown up anywhere else. That's but I don't know, man. It is, it is sad. I mean, well, it didn't get a Metroid game, either. Oh man, that's true. Yeah, and what? but the sixty four didn't also. No. Oh no. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Super Metroid and then Metroid Prime. So it's what else didn't? Is there another series that's missing? Like main famous series that are from Nintendo that are missing on the on the Wii U? Yeah. Probably. Let me start to think of any. No new Fire Emblem yet. I guess if you get the FMT, yeah, SMT Cross Fire Emblem, then we'll get that. So at least there's that coming. Yeah, that's true. And I mean the only Zelda thing that is on the Wii U is uh it's the Zelda minigame in Nintendo Land. <laughs> hey, Nintendo Land's pretty cool. Nintendo, no punch out, no punch out yet, even oh, though there's rumors. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Punch out. Lots of Mario games though. Yeah. So at least you're safe there. Not lots. One. There's been like two three so New Super Mario Bros. U. Oh then the Luigi version. Oh, yeah. Then 3D Land. Three. 3D World. Yeah, 3D World, I'm sorry. That's that's three of them. 3D World. Man, that game is so... Good game. Uh, underestimated. Uh, yeah, well, it's because on the Wii U. That's the problem. But I think you in think? 10, 10, 20 years from now, people will be like, man, I remember the Wii U. I lo-, and they're going to be collecting for it. The games are going to be rare as fuck. They're going to be hard to get. Mm. And, you know, it's going to be it's going to be Dreamcast Part 2. Mm-hmm. The Wii Cast... So there we go. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, how about we go on to our topic? The topic. Up next, game music, probably part one. We've lasted so long, and we never talked about music. Is, don't you we talk about... I mean, as a topic. Yeah, we've never done it as a topic. We definitely talk about music in various titles a lot. And so, yeah, obviously, like I said, our topic is game music. I, mean, I don't know love, what took us so long. We love game music. I, I would say... I mean, you went, you went to Video Games Live. Yep. I went to the... Symphony of the Gaudi. Symphony of the Goddess. Goddess. <laughs> yeah. So, that, that's, that's how much we love gaming. I mean, we... We we do whole trips, yeah, just to go and listen to some music. I am not exaggerating when I say that I listen to about eighty to ninety percent of the music I listen to, mm-hmm. and I listen to music every day because I'm an artist. So at work, music is a great thing to listen to while you're working, yeah. and it's almost always video game music. I love it. it. It's I I just I like it a lot, 
And I would, if I had more money and and it wasn't annoying to travel, I would go to every video game console concert I could. Mm-hmm. Like video games live was one of my favorite experiences in the last ten years. It was mm-hmm. so fun. So I don't know why we haven't spoken about it. Mm-hmm. But, but I mean, we always talk about music. It's always in our episodes a little bit. Like when we're talking about a game, we usually mention it, but it's always an afterthought. We never really focused on it. Yeah. So. I want to so I so you brought this topic up, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm an eager beaver, so I went ahead and made a bunch of questions to ask each other. I wish Left was here, and like like I said, I don't think this will be a one episode one and done because I have a lot to say about game music and specific game musics. Yeah. So I w- I'd love to have Left. So maybe next week we'll do a follow up. So for this episode, I will ask you the various questions. But say, do you want us to do a top ten of our favorite kind of soundtracks, OSTs of mm-hmm. games? So yeah. that's probably what we'll focus on this episode. But I also eventually want to talk about composers and and specific tracks and uh, series that are that are known mostly for music. Well, so we'll see what we get through today. But my first question is, how do you think the game music affects your the game? Well, well to me, yeah. it's, it's super important. I mean, all the games that I like, that I, all, you know, all the games that I love, yeah. that I end up, you know, thinking about them and, and putting them in some sort of list in my mind, yeah. have great music. So here, I thought of something while you are saying that isn't that I mean that's the music's not about the gameplay the gameplay it's, it's just the gameplay so so like cutscenes and, 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 and story and stuff we could just cut all that out and throw the music out no, too no to me it's like the graphics because <laughs> when I hear like the the theme for Tetris yes I imagine myself I that start iconic. thinking you know in placing the tetrominoes in a certain way like it gets me pumped it gets me ready yeah for that experience so I love me, it's it. part of the of the whole gaming experience of, of specific games I mean I was I mean, teasing when I said I that. mean when I when I, I I play you know I play Mario Kart very yeah often, Mario Kart's great right so when I hear the title the title music for Mario Kart 8 <laughs> yeah it's like I just heard it my I'm own. ready I, I, yeah. you know what I mean what's your favorite uh, music track in Mario Kart 8 the the, the, the title Is that, oh, mine's uh, Toad Harbor I love I love that. All of yeah. them are great. Oh man, the the yeah. oh fucking the first top. one, the the uh... oh the old one, like from the SNES. No no no, the first track in Mario Kart Eight. What is it? Has a great track too. Uh, a great a great music uh, track. Music track track right. Uh-huh. Uh, I wish. Do you remember which track it is? Well, it's Mario Stadium. Is that, okay. Do, 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 do. Oh. Do, 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 do. Yeah 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 yeah. The the Hyrule track is really good. And uh, I said Cloud Top Ruin or Cloud Top Run or something. Is it called Cloud Top something? The Mario Galaxy inspired. Oh I yeah, that's great. That one. And the one that did you go underwater and then when you when you when you come out of the water, uh, well the, the the music it's it's heard but in a like modeled or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's good too. It's great effects. Great I mean, that game, that game has game. great music and sound yeah. effects. Yeah, it's great. So we're we're aiming to get. We'll probably always go off a tangent because that's how we are. Yeah. But so game, so music affects most games. Like some some games, maybe not as much, or maybe that's a fault on the on the music for that game because the music. I don't know. You're right. It gets you in the mood. The yeah. right music can can doesn't necessarily alter the gameplay, but it alters your feelings for the game. And I think it can alter how you play a game. Mm-hmm. If the music is fast, you're probably going to be more likely to start bolting through the stages and stuff like that and moving around faster. Well, and humans have such an intimate relationship with music. Mm-hmm. Like, to play a game, to describe a game, you, you either you need to see it somewhere in a screenshot or you need to play it to experience it. But when you're alone, you don't have any sort of media, you, still, you can still remember the music. Yeah. Right? That's, a, that, that's the one thing that you can actually... 
you know, you, you're walking down the street and you are humming melodies from from games. You know, it's it's I don't know, it's it's different with music than with graphics or the gameplay or, I agree. or the story. The, the music is something it sticks in know, your your mind, yeah, right? It's really intimate. It's it's funniest that because we once talked about misplaced nostalgia, I believe, mm. and there's music tracks of games I've listened to in the past that I've never really played the game much of, but I remember the track so well because I, I found it somehow and I love that that music or whatever and it almost makes me think it makes me nostalgic for a game I've never played mm -hmm. which is very strange it happens to me all the time man like I never played when I was a kid Castlevania but ever since I was a kid I know the music yeah. of Castlevania well, because it's me. so ubiquitous yeah the, the, the movie I never game. played DuckTales till I was an adult because I just didn't have it I've never kid. played it and I love the track and I think of that game very clearly mm -hmm. because of that track which yeah. is one of my favorite game tunes of all yeah. time like Jet Set Radio I yeah. never played it but I love the music, <laughs> love the music. <laughs> I'm sure there's some more for me too I, I can't think of the top of my head but if they pop in I'll, I'll mention them but I, there's definitely been quite a few tracks for games that I've just well Space Hero for the longest time until we really tackled it last year I did not play much of it but I mm -hmm. still love that tune mm -hmm. and it's just funny how how I can find games that would probably be one of my favorite games because of the music, even though I haven't played much of them. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure if I went to... Plus, I mean, that's kind of what sucked me into Katamari, is I love the music in the game, yeah. and the gameplay was also amazing, and, and so forth, and the game's quirky. But, but the music is like... Music can really put me in the right mood to love a game, if it's good enough. Yeah, yeah. So I, I was going to ask you, how does it affect your experience? But I a guess lot. we're already talking about it, right? A lot, man. Like, I mean, when I'm playing Minecraft, for example, I mean, the music is really... Minimalist in that in that game, but it's so powerful. I hear the I have the sound the the, the Minecraft soundtrack in my iTunes. Like okay. I listen to it every day. I don't even know. <laughs> you know. For some reason, I just assume Minecraft had no music. It's just this empty void of just blocks that you could push around, mm -hmm. and it was so. Yeah, it has music. It has it, it has a vibe. Yeah, it's, it's a really it's it's really powerful. It's really good. Do you think that music, game music, obviously, well, we'll say music, we're talking about game music, so, do you think music is important in every game genre? No. No. So, you know, so, so some games you think don't really, don't, it's not going to hurt the experience if you don't, if it doesn't have good music, or even any music. No, because silence is part of, it's part of the soundtrack of a game. It can be, yeah. right? Yeah. And also sound effects. Sure, sound so effects. So, some games, up. I don't remember the music really well. Like, remember Klaxis like or... Portal? I remember the music, music really well. I can't remember. It has, it has music. Well, it has, except for that memorable song at the end, of course. Yeah, yeah. exactly, right? So, uh, songs are part of, of the soundtrack of a yes. game. Yes. But, no, they're, I don't think it's necessary for a game to be good or, or, Kicks. To, be, to be a complete experience. Yeah, Kicks, Kicks doesn't have any music. We had that, <laughs> 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 yeah, you know, that's part of, you know. Yeah, that's it, part of the, the Kicks experience. Uh -huh. But, uh, yeah, I don't know, but you think of a game like Tetris, which doesn't really require any music, but it's so good, music's so good, it makes it more fun to play. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm just trying to think yeah, I mean, no game... I mean, Pong. some games do require you to listen to music RPGs games. need music. Red, rhythm games. Yeah, oh, of course. Um, but all... But you could play Super Mario Brothers, which has one of the most memorable, memorable soundtracks. I mean, without the sound. So, that was another question I had. Um, do you ever... A game that has a good soundtrack, or even a soundtrack, do you ever turn the music off and play? And the reason why I brought that up is, I guess I'll start first, is a lot of MMOs and games that require grinding, and I know you don't play a lot of those, but I will sometimes put on something while... For example, in Fire Emblem right now, I am grinding up support conversations. You don't have to know what that means, but I'm grinding. So while I'm doing just the grinding stuff and not story-related or any, like, any battle that means anything, 
I just put on like a podcast or something because I'm, I'm going to be spending a couple hours doing kind of repetitive actions because mm-hmm. I want because the way I'm playing the game, which is not the normal way, but I really want to get characters to a certain point before I move on. Yeah. So I will listen to other stuff. Yeah. Even though I think that game music is very very important, especially to a game like Fire Emblem that has a lot of story, but when you get to the points where you're just doing repetitive motions, I prefer to turn it off. So MMOs. Um, when I'm playing like Hearthstone, I think it has a great good soundtrack. I mean, yeah. Good sound effects. Yep. Um, good uh, audio clips. Yep. Like each card, they're really memorable. But yeah, when I'm playing Hearthstone, sometimes I'm listening to some other thing yeah. or, or, or watching like a TV show or something. Yep. So I'd rather listen to that than... Yeah, it's true. I mean, the same happens with Clash Royale. I can be doing something else and listening you know listening to other kind of music so yeah now unfortunately Marshall uh, I invited him to come today but he was busy uh, he loves immersion and, and game music he likes game music as much as we do for sure he listens to it all the time and I don't think he ever I think he once told me that he never turns the music off in a game and I, I think he usually headphones every game he plays and I, I think that's admirable I mean like I said if there's, there's some games where I just don't want to listen to it for that long even though I want to I want to do other things while I'm playing yeah. but I think that that you. I think the luxury of turning the sound off for a while is is fine, but not having it all, I think, could ruin most games. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't imagine playing Mario one or three for the first time and not having the the soundtracks with it. Mm-hmm. How sad and depressing would those games be yeah. if you're just running? Yeah, well, it, it's it's comparable to watching a movie in like at your house. Mm-hmm. You don't get the big screen or. The, I don't know. There's some certain ambient stuff that it's optimal for movie watching at the movie theater that you don't get ever at home. Yeah. So it's kind of like the same thing. Well, if, if you turn off the music or turn down the music in a game, you're not getting the complete experience, but you're getting a part of it. I think a good analogy to but, that, or a good uh, uh, example of, of something different is uh, bringing it back to art for a minute. Now, Sometimes I will drawing or painting or whatever. I will put on a show that I've watched a bunch of times before mm-hmm. and not watch it and just listen to the audio. Like I love Seinfeld, mm-hmm. so I so I can will put that on. I'm not getting the full experience, but I, but I I want to hear it while I'm working or whatever. Yeah. So it's kind of the same thing in a way, except instead of taking the visual medium or the audio away, I'm taking the vision away. And but the same thing happens when you just listen to the music of a game. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can genuinely listen to game music and enjoy it by for what it is, yeah. but. To me, when I'm listening, I don't know, Carol Blaster's soundtrack, I Blaster. right? I like it, but I, I also think it reminds me of the game, right? Or yeah. What I feel of the game. So, in a, in a way, it's the same thing, but the opposite. Instead of turning off the music when you're playing a game, you just, you just you turn off the game to just listen to the music. And I've done that. <laughs> I've done that in the past where I just put in a, a game, especially when when the internet wasn't yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I I'll just leave it in the background and... I love that you said that. I once was, though, I was watching, this is, MP3s weren't really that, they weren't portable at the time, but, you know, not easily. And I remember having Pokemon Crystal on, and I turned it on the Game Boy, and had my headphones plugged in, and left it in a root while walking around, because uh-huh. I just, you know, I really wanted to listen to yeah that that sound, that music while, while, I, was, while I was playing. Um, you mentioned something, oh, there has been game music, like we t- talked about a little bit earlier, how we might feel nostalgia for a game that we never played, but we really love the music. But man, when you go back and play that game, it later on, like the music, when you hear that tune, for some, I think it has two effects. It makes me more invested in that game, and then it makes me appreciate that music way more. Because now I have the intent of the music with it. 
So, so I think that, that that can be even more powerful experience sometimes. If you listen to the music first for a while, and then you finally play the game and, and you get them together, it's, it's, it's interesting. And the music becomes a sort of flag for the game, like an ambassador in a non-gaming medium. Like in a normal world, and you hum something, yeah. or you, you, you make someone else listen to some, some piece of music, and you say, oh, this is great, right? Um, I don't know. It's, it's... Everybody can recognize um, that. Like if you if you play the the, the Zelda theme, for yes. example, it's such a it's such a symbol. Everybody knows Zelda. It's such a symbol of the game. Yeah. You, you you might not not even even play Zelda, but people listen to it and remind you. Feel it though. Yeah, and you yeah you 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 get that. Yeah, it's it's a I don't know. It's like a, an item of communion between between gamers. And so, game music is a great parallel to game art. People don't sometimes don't see games as art, and I think people dismiss a lot of game music, especially older people, as bips and bloops, you know? And Video Games Live, one of their mission statements was to uh, bring, combine those who go to symphonies with those who love game music and kind of bring them together to show that game music is just as good as any other type of music. Mm -hmm. But I think that a lot of people don't... You know, they would dismiss it. They're like, oh, why are you listening to music from a game? That's weird. That's stupid. Mm -hmm. Like, do you ever, you know, if you must have noticed that. Yeah, but people die and then new people. <laughs> when I was, you know, the embarrassing we're, story. We're going to convince the next generation. Oh, well, the next generation is already in that, sure. When I was in high school, I had the soundtrack to Lunar. And this is back when not many games came with soundtracks. Nowadays, most special editions have it. But, but Lunar, as you've seen their packaging, they came with a bunch of stuff. And I remember I had the, the soundtrack in high school, and some one of the like the bully, more bully people, like took my Disney, like, "What are you listening to? This music is stupid. I don't, I don't get it." And he was just like, like picking on me for listening to game music, which I thought was kind of funny. I, I remember that. I guess that's not. I'm not affected by it anymore, but I thought it was a weird thing. I think I was a little embarrassed back then to listen to that. Nowadays, I don't give it. I don't care, obviously, at all, because it's like 15 years later, but. But just, uh, especially back then, it was a really, really strange thing to for someone to actively want to listen to that. But I think that you're right, more, it's more, becoming more accepted or more regular, more normal, I think. Well, there's a stigma, I mean, in general, for, for the gaming community. Yeah, that's true. But, I mean, you, that's why I like being a game developer, right? Because nobody can tell me that it's not like a real adult thing you know you're an adult you should not be playing because games I, KG. because I live I mean because I mean like my I don't know how to say it but it's my whole world that's I've said the same thing I may have said it in the show before too but I make video games for a living I collect video games they're my hobby I play them I have a show where we spend an hour a week talking about them mm -hmm. you know I love video games more than any non-person I think I love video games more than anything else non- living things I love my cat but you know like I just games I can't imagine my life without video games being a significant part which to some to some regular quote unquote regular people that would be a sad statement like oh that's sad you couldn't live without games well I mean I could live but he would be depressed without games or whatever you know I think a lot of people would look at that as like a sad thing well you live and you find enjoyment in whatever yeah and I like I love games I, I, I think about games I work I mean in order to make games yeah. and I talk about, I talk about games and I can go on but I also play sports I like cooking I read yeah. books I watch movies I watch TV and 
you know. Yeah, I do other stuff too. I mean, give yeah. stuff, right? But I think games takes the biggest piece of pie for me. Like I do other stuff. Like yeah, I play a little bit of sports and and I draw. Drawing, painting is just a big part of my life. But but it's like a one of those uh, what is Zen diagrams where it's like my game pie chart overlaps completely with my art one because mm-hmm. I make art for games. But yeah, but even the stuff I do on my own, my own personal work is usually but, inspired by the games. Yeah, but in a way, why wasn't it wasn't as legitimate as it is today is because a lot of it is politics a lot of it is prestige and image so when when we were younger the, those kinds of people weren't there yet being right? nerds but, but, now, stigma back but now we have yeah. 40 year olds that grew up playing games yep. and they have positions in the world and and, and as and, and as we and as we said like you you love video games but you have your job yeah. you have your your life and we make we just happen to make games, yeah. but there's other people that love games and do other other sorts of things. Well, and as, as that propagates, you know, video games will just become something. No, and you're, and you're right. And I think a, one, a part of that came real to me years ago when I started World of Warcraft. And you would every once in a while you're at a guild and you're waiting to do something, and people would start talking, like, "Oh, what do you do?" You know, and you would hear people like, "Oh, I'm a doctor. I'm a teacher." And, and it was always fascinating to see the various careers that people played mm-hmm. or were. Sorry, people did while they were playing. But they love the game, you know, that World of Warcraft game. World of Warcraft, the Wii, uh, and, and mobile gaming have all made it even more part of the regular regular thing. And although I hate the show, uh, Big Bang Theory is just another, like, even though I, I think it's fake geek celebration, it's still celebrating the whole geek nerd thing. And, and I think that, you know, 90s, early 2000s being, that was a bad thing. Oh, you're such a nerd or a geek or whatever. And nowadays it's so normal. No one cares. Like most, the average person has a bit of that in them. You know, there's still types of people who don't, who think it's childish. But in general, I think it's, you know, everybody plays games from like college football jock to, I don't know, some stupid kid. <laughs> Everybody's playing games. So yeah. I think that, uh, but at the same time, to bring it back to the music thing, I wonder if the mobile generation, who I'm sure you know, that as, as a game developer that a lot of people will turn the sound off pretty much instantly they skip all the text in these games and that's one of the reasons why mobile games seem shallow is because a lot of times when you put that extra thing into it a lot of people just skip it anyway so they, they don't want that experience when they're on the go mm-hmm. so I think that but the same thing happens with, with um, handhelds I maybe think. I mean I, I, I don't personally but you're, maybe you're right uh, I think it's probably a little less I think, I think handheld gaming is still you still it still has a traditional feel to it. You're still usually putting a card or whatever, and you're getting a different experience. I mean, when I was a kid and I had a Game Boy with me, like m- most of the times, when when you were at in the car, yeah, or I don't know, at, at in the living room or yeah. whatever. It, well, in the old days, <laughs> it wasn't as common as, as it is today to to have headphones all the time. No, so it wasn't for me. I had headphones, but yeah. it wasn't that. Like common. I guess it wasn't until like I was in, like grade eight or nine when I really started using headphones all the time. Yeah, so I wasn't. So I usually will turn on, turn off the, the volume to play a lot of Game Boy games because okay. there was other people around. So I never had a Game Boy until I was in high school. Oh, okay. So I would just no, go in my yeah. room and play games. Yeah. No, when I was a kid, you know, I was in the car. Yeah. The family was going some, some, somewhere. So you don't want to um, disrupt everybody. Yeah. Beat so loops. Yeah. yeah. No, I think I think that's 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 a good point. <laughs> Uh, so, so with mobile thing, uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. With, with mobile, I think it's the same, but but at, in a different context because because a lot of time you just want to check your phone or you, yeah. you don't want to bother other people. You just sign and, in quickly. And wearing headphones, 
I don't think the majority of the people have headphones with them all the time, but they do have hand, uh, a, a mobile device with yeah. them all the time, right? So it's not exclusive to games. I mean, a lot of apps have sounds and they just turn it off. I just feel like you're not going to get the same memorable uh, association with music and sound that you were with games back then. That The people no. who primarily play mobile games, will, I think they're going to miss out on that, which is kind of sad in yeah. a way. Well, they might, but... No one's humming the Candy Crush team. They, they, I, I mean, know what it is. It's just that as 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 we go and into the future, I mean, we're we're gonna a lot of, we, we're gonna get a lot of really casual players, and that's fine, you know. And, and, and oh, the, of course it's fine. Within yeah. all the people, you're gonna get people. Uh, other gamers are gonna get really into the games, and they're gonna listen to the music. And a lot of uh, some mobile games will will actually tell you, hey, you should use headphones to play to enjoy. Yeah, some the new. Uh, the Sword and Sorcery, or that's not the game. Sword and Sorcery, yeah. Is it Sword and Sorcery? Yeah, yeah. so it even tells you the, this game is yeah. best played with Super, headphones. Super Brothers, and it's, yeah. that game is beautiful. It is a nice game, it's a nice game. Yeah. You don't have a good point. So, do we want to just start on our list real quick? Because uh, I think next week we're going to continue with Left a bit, and we're probably going to talk about more theory behind music and stuff. And this 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 list was so painful. Man. Now, we're just, for this week, we're just going to do our, our top ten... OSTs each uh-huh. uh, and next week we'll talk about individual tracks and composers and stuff okay. so for now Seiji put a difficult thing on for us and so I had a hard time ordering them but I, I did I managed to just 10? I chose 10 top, my top 10 OSTs okay. but I have way more to talk about I already mentioned Minecraft Minecraft is, is that it's, it's out no it's outside of my list but it was number 11 oh I have so painful, like that too so, so painful it is. And, I, and I also want to mention Super Hexagon because I always mention it it's great I have Super Hexagon's OSD on my iTunes. I listen to it all the time. Number 12, so it didn't cut. Yeah, I had something didn't that make, didn't make the cut. So that's number 10. Alright, so, oh yeah, start from the end. Final Fantasy Tactics. Final Fantasy Tactics 4? Uh, PS1. PS1. I uh, love the music. Its ending theme is one of my favorites of all time. It's just, it's a beautiful track. Mm-hmm. It has a light, nice variety of like soft music and action music. It has this kind of medieval feel to it, which I think fits because it's a medieval story. Uh-huh. Uh, I can't recall who the composer is, but you'll find it next week because I have it written down somewhere. All right. And uh, a lot of really memorable tracks. That, g- that game is very good. What's right. your number 10? Oh, number 10. All right, what is it? Splatoon. <laughs> really? I love Splatoon. I love Splatoon's music. I don't l- dislike it, but I, I never would have ever thought of it being on anyone's top 10. I love it, and it's so different. <laughs> it's it's so different. It's, it's like really heavy. It's for it's for good. I like it for uh, some some I mean some tracks of of the tune they sound like like really heavy uh, like guttural it's like baby metal voices <laughs> no way I mean I, it's really it gets me pumped for you know, I, I like for it but like it fits the game very well I love it from the loading screen I love it just the the drums. At, at, at the very beginning, I, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Uh, our freak, our friend, I listen to it all the time. Friend of the show, Marshall. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things he used to make fun of us platoon was was the the music. And I remember it was like a trailer song, and it goes splash 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 platoon. And that's he always mocked that that line. Over and over again. I think that's from the commercial. I think it is too. And he yeah, was not from the game. No, no, yeah. And he would sing that that line. He, I don't, I don't know if he's played it actually. Like you're, you're a kid now. Are you a kid or a squid? <laughs> <laughs> no answer. I'm both. Number nine. Are you ready for this one? Yeah. Undertale. 
Nice. Yeah. All right. Undertale. Undertale. Wow. Top ten I, of all time. I love the the music from that game. Wow. I still Rob. listen to the music. It's it's favorite track. Um, his theme or the longer version of Undertale. Both are very. They're both uh-huh. very similar, so uh-huh. I like them both kind of equally. Right. Those are my favorite. I still listen to those two mm-hmm. two tracks regularly. And then the battle music is good, and all all the stuff at the end is brilliant. Like, like when you go to the core onwards, man, that music just does not stop getting good. Oh, yeah. Asgore fight from, 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 the from the beginning. I mean, beginning. it always. Um, to end. Snowden, I think, is called. Mm-hmm. I love that that sound. And, the, and the, like, the Tammy theme is funny. No, that 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 game has such good music mm-hmm. that I was like, I, I pushed down a lot of my favorite tracks. Like Star Ocean 2, Final Fantasy 10. Even Katamari Forever didn't quite make my, my top list, even mm-hmm. though I love them. But Undertale just was constantly good. Katamari has tracks that I still listen to every day that I love, and I'll mention them next week, but not the whole OST. There's mm-hmm. some songs that I just kind of don't care about. Uh, my number nine, and I'm so ashamed, man, because it? it's so low, Mega Man 2 for the NES. Oh, I love Mega Man 2. Mega Man 2, list, the whole soundtrack is brilliant. It's, it is. It might be the best soundtrack of all time. It might be. It is so good. Uh, it's just not my favorite, but it's it might be the best. What's your favorite it's track brilliant. for Mega Man 2? Should I know? I'm not prepared to answer. Oh, Dr. Wally's Castle for me. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with the B, with the title. Oh, the title's good too. My favorite Mega Man track is not from Mega Man 2, it's from Mega Man 1, even though I, I don't like much, I can't recall much of the other music, really? but Electman's theme is my favorite. No, I mean, I, I Mega Man 2 just did it's all, all of it, all of it. There's no duds in, in Mega Man 2. It's legendary, yeah. Number eight, Sonic Generations. Sonic Generations? Yes. For the eight? For PS3 and 3DS. And probably Xbox 360. Oh, okay. So that this one is is nice because I'm fitting in. It it doesn't cover every music from Sonic, but it has it has the the classic versions of a lot of songs, uh-huh. and then a modern version to go with them. So even classics like Green Hill Zone, you play it through a side of old Sonic, you get kind of the same like a rearranged version of the original tune, and then you play as modern Sonic, and you get this upbeat rock version of. Of these ones, so Angel Sanctuary is one of my favorite uh-huh. game tracks of all time, but from the third Sonic, and the uh, that that playing that again in Sonic Generations was so good. And then they got Rooftop Run, which is an awesome, awesome theme. The, the one from Sonic Colors, uh, I think it has Robotnik's music and stuff. It's such an awesome soundtrack, and you get two versions of each song, and it's so good. Love Sonic Generations. I'm, I'm surprised it's not higher on my list. All right, what's your number? Number eight, eight? is Animal Crossing Wild World. For Nintendo DS. Okay. I've I've tried other Animal Crossing games and I don't like the music as much as this game. This game just Which one is it? It's so beautiful. DS. DS, okay. Wild World. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful, beautiful soundtrack. You know, I'm gonna have to try to remember to go and listen to some of the ones that you recommend that I have not heard because I've never played any Animal Crossing games. Oh man, so this is a perfect example of a game that I I just couldn't get it uh uh right off the bat. Yeah. Like, I had a really, really hard time getting Animal Crossing. I remember playing it once and twice, and I didn't get, like, like didn't get really into the game until the third. It's like Monster Hunter time. with me. I still don't like it. Um, but once I got it, um, I got it. I was really into Animal Crossing. I was like, okay. So the, the, I think that's the first type of... The first game that wasn't of the type that I love to play, like, really arcade kind of game. Okay. Was, like, I don't get this game. What is it about? <laughs> right? Um, but the music helped me get there. Awesome. And I love the music. And every hour of the day has a different version. Of- oh, really? I like when games play around with a theme and, and tweak it to fit mm-hmm. the mood or the time. The, the, time t- the title screen for this game. <sighs> oh, another honorable mentions I forgot. Beautiful. Uh, Boy, just blow up. 
It's not my list. It's just honorable mention. Yeah, also right. beautiful. So my number seven, Persona Four. I love that. And there's a there's a Persona Four album called Reincarnation. That's which PS3, PS2, and then later ported to Vita. Hmm. And it has uh, some of my favorite tracks. It's mostly mostly uh, vocal tracks. Lot, I think almost all the songs are not all of them, but all the songs have vocals, and I love it. It's it's poppy. It's I guess it's kind of Japanese, mm-hmm. very J-poppy, but uh, the the actual non-vocal tracks mixes a lot of genres, and and I I get so pumped listening to Persona Four music. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, seven. Yes. Pokemon. Which one? Red and blue. Okay. Yeah, I have Great to go. Track. I, I have to go to the for uh, to the original for this because it's brilliant. I it's love brilliant. It, them. I mean, when you go into a battle. I mean, they have different versions of the game, but you are, you feel the emotion, you feel the importance of the moment, you never get tired of listening no. to those tracks. I listen to... In the uh, speed. The, it's, oh, it's so amazing. The battle music is good, but I'm actually more fond of the root musics. Uh, so the, the root music from Mount Moon to Cerulean City, I love that tune. Mm-hmm. Uh, the root music south of Lavender, when you're on, on the route with you know, the fish, fishermen's, uh, I can't remember the, the root names of the songs. Mm-hmm. But uh, I love those tracks. I, I listen to it. And the title music? Oh, it's I so mean, good. You just listen to it and you're like, yes. Yes. It's, it's amazing. Uh, I There's a great channel called Pokemon, I think it's Reorchestrated or Pokemon Symphony or something like that on YouTube, and it remixes the first game with a whole bunch of really good music and brilliant remixes of, of orchestrated versions of those classic tracks. But yeah, uh, the, and then uh, it is worth noting real quick the whole. Uh, Urban Legends, which we need to do an episode on Gaming Urban Legends, but how Lavender Town music was driving kids to go commit suicide and shit, which is not true, but but there are some some stupid rumors about that. But that's a good choice, man. Six. Xenogears for the PlayStation 1. Yes. Uh, I'll talk more about one of my favorite tracks next week, but the Xenogears track is so... I really wish I would have taken the time. I was because you you threw this at me about half hour before we recorded. This. I should have got, went and got the composers and stuff. But mm-hmm. but yeah, like uh, there's a song called Flight that starts off really soft and it builds and builds and builds. It's so good. And there's also a they released another kind of CD called Xenoblade uh, Xenogears Creed. And what it was was vocal. Ver- this is back. There's no vocals in the game, or not many. But they made they came up with these tracks which were vocal versions of some of the great music in the game and I love them there's one called Stars of Tears and it's one of my favorite game tracks ever and uh, yeah this, I mean, what a great RPG and the music really just gets me in the mood for that game mm-hmm. yeah man and this is when it gets it, it got really uh, painful to me because <laughs> I, I'm just thinking Plants vs. Zombies I love I love that soundtrack I love, love how do you justify it in your top 10 though and yeah, I know I know because, Did you? because of the next game so I'm going to justify what I'm saying, right? right, Like, uh, Undertale, I love it. I I, I hear, like, Death by Glamour, like, ten times a day. Like, every day, since I I play the game. It's so good. And it's not not on my list. But, you know, number six for me is Wind Waker. Oh, that's not surprising. And Wind Waker is, like, my favorite game. It's sixth on on my favorite game. Yeah, I guess that is. So I cannot justify putting, you know, Plants vs. Zombies. My thought is Worst Cave Story on the list, because I know it's on there. I Uh, bet you. We'll see. Wind Waker is, I, I just find that game so beautiful. Yeah. That's the most beautiful oh, game. great music. The most beautiful game in the world for me. So, of, of course, music. It should be on there. And the, this, the, the Zelda games are good. Dragon Roost Island. I mean, when we talk about tracks. Um, and it, But the title. The title screen for, for Wind Waker mm. is so beautiful. You know what's sad? There's no Zelda games on my list. 
Although I found a way and, to sneak but, it in. But, but could, could we say, and this is the only Zelda game in my list, but could we say that, that Zelda probably has you know, the best music overall for a series? I don't it's, think I would agree, uh-huh. but I will say it has one of the best tracks of all time. The Zelda overall theme is, is iconic. It instantly puts you in the mood. It's one of my favorite game tracks of all time, but I can't really say that the other themes in the Zelda games and other background music is as good as a lot of other ones. To me personally, mm-hmm. having played, uh, having played so many RPGs and stuff, a lot of those those come in first for me. But but I, I can say that as for as far as uh, inspirational and important tracks go, I do think it has one of the best video game uh, compositions ever. Fair enough. Number five, Smash Bros. Wii U. Smash Bros. That's a cheat. Uh, I know it's a cheat, but but you said soundtracks, and I listened to Brawl for years until Smash Bros. Wii U came out because it it has original tracks and it rearranges some of the best tracks. Mm. I know it's cheating, and if I need to bump in another one, I can always throw in Star Ocean Two at at ten and shit everything down. It does have a beautiful soundtrack, but it's such a good. I love it. And the game knows it, and it gives you the option. You get just like there's so many hours of game like. Like, if we're being real and, like, you could pick an OST, this really should be number one for me, actually. Mm-hmm. But it's like, because it has everything. Mm-hmm. And it, and the, and it keeps including stuff. And yeah. Now, it, it, it now even now has Final Fantasy Yeah, VII. I know. I, I, I can't... I, could, I know it's cheating, putting it in there. I was like, I even wrote brackets, cheating. But I'm like... I was, I, love these OST. To, I, I was almost going to say that Sonic Generations was sort of a cheat. I know, it's but, the same way. But this is just like... See, Generations <laughs> is different that it changes most of the music anyways, uh-huh. but this is blatantly cheating. Uh-huh. But I mean, how could you not put that in your top OSTs? The, the soundtrack for Brawl, or for any of the Smash Bros. games, is fucking... Like, I, don't use, I don't like to use the word because it's so overused, but it's epic. It's, everything's there. Mm. But it is cheating. Yeah. My number five... <laughs> I mean, and I... Escape Story. Oh, only number five. Only number five. I'm really Cave curious Story, about the top ones. Cave Story has... Oh, man. But it's a retro game, right? Yeah. So a lot of... A lot of, a lot of what I like in video game music goes back to the NES, to, to, to Super Nintendo era. Um, and and Cave Story just, like, pays such a huge I love the theme in, to you know, Cave Story. Uh, it's beautiful. You know, I feel... All of it. All of it. I'm at a disadvantage here. For most of this stuff you've mentioned, I've listened to at least some mm-hmm. of the tracks. I don't think you listen to most of these. So you're going to have to rectify that by listening to some of the, the ones that, some of the songs I recommend next week. Sure. So my number four. Four. Pokemon Gold, Silver, and Crystal. All right. Uh, I love them. Route 26, 27, when you're going between Johto and Kanto, is one of my favorite tracks of all time. The trainer battle music is great. The various roots are all good. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything. All the music is good in that game. The surf theme is really good. I love. I like it more in Red and Blue in terms of the music. Although Red, I only chose like really. If I was being super picky, I might have had like six Final Fantasies in my top ten. So I tried to limit it to one or two per series. Mm-hmm. So, but the Pokemon, all the Pokemon games are pretty good. But yeah. but in, I think my third favorite Pokemon OST would be X and Y. But I would put Red and Blue second. But yeah, what do you got? Number four, Ninja Gaiden. Really? Okay. Love it. I like, I like it. It's good. I love the I love the game. I love the music even more. I think I like the music more than the game because the game is so hard. Um, <laughs> but it gives me means you can listen to the music longer. Gives me pumped. Yeah. Uh, the, the, oh man, yeah. That's a good Ninja one. Ninja Gaiden. My number four. Number four. Okay. 
My number three. And you're getting for the NES. Oh. Not, not the crappy <laughs> remaster of the early 2000s. Did they remaster it? Hmm? Yeah, there's a game called Ninja Gaiden. Oh. In fact, Ninja Gaiden in Japan is not called Ninja Gaiden. What's it called? Wait, I think I should know this actually. I, I can remember. I don't remember. Super Ninja Boy <laughs> Rocket Shuriken? I don't remember. I don't know. Number three, Kingdom Hearts. Some of my favorite memories for nostalgic gaming comes from that game. Mm-hmm. Awesome opening theme. Uh, what's it? Uh, I can't remember what the Japanese version of it. Hikari is the name of the, of the theme. And all the music to the game is good. It captures the various Disney worlds so well. The battle music is good. The character themes are good. The gummy ship music is awesome. Like, even parts of the game that I didn't necessarily like as much still had really good music. And, mm-hmm. man, they did such a... Every world you go to has its own battle music. And I think it changes based on something else, too. But So every world... So there's, like, X amount of worlds you go to, and they all have their own... Their own music, and in the second Kingdom Hearts, there's actually a whole musical world. So you're playing through the musicals of uh, of Little Mermaid. Okay. So, so you're doing these these musical portions. You have to play like a rhythm game with it. Oh man, I love the Kingdom Hearts. Uh, my number three is Contra. Man, you're okay. Now you're surprising me. Contra. I didn't, all right, Contra. The NES. Interesting. Not the arcade version. Fuck that. Yeah, We're not the NES. The arcade. It has. The same melodies, and I think those are the original ones, but the NES uh, arrangement or whatever, amazing. I cool. love that game. I love the I music. can't remember it. I love them all. I, all play, the I played them, but I don't oh, remember come them. come on, man. Oh, come on. Come on. I can't recall it. It's great. It's great. I believe you. Number two, mm-hmm. Chrono Cross. Not you Trigger. Love game. I do, and I love the music. Okay. Uh, I need to get the composer's name. I'm really, I'm really slacking by not having the composers for these tracks, but man, I love that. There's so many good tracks, and a lot of these games I mentioned in the list are on this are on this list because I listen to them like till to this day. Some of them I probably listen, I've listened to them in the last couple days, and they're always on my phone or 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 I have them at work on YouTube or whatever. However, I listen to it. And Chrono Cross, man, so many great tracks. Like they're I I, I don't even know which one to pick first, but they're they're also good, and and I. I you can hate the game if you want, but the music is is not up for debate. It's so good. Mm-hmm. My number two, Donkey Kong Country 2. Oh, okay. Super Nintendo. I, I can see why you picked that. Very memorable sounding music. This this soundtrack is, is so sophisticated to me, to my ears. Um, the music is... That's a good example of a game that I've not played, but have listened to a lot of music from. And liked. You see, it's like like Contra and Ninja Gaiden, and, and, and even my number one is music that that, that, that pumps you up. Uh, I like it. Makes yeah. you excited about the game, and it's really primal, and it's really simple. But Donkey Kong Country 2... Um, but in, including Donkey Kong Country, the first time that I played those games, they were so different to me. Mm-hmm. They were so foreign. They were, I don't know, it was so strange. Right. It was so strange because, um, in 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 retrospective, I know that it's because they were made in the UK. Oh, not, right, not, rare. not yeah. in Japan, right? That's right. That's so right. So we have different sensibility for, that. for graphics yep. and music, um, but they they grabbed the best things about the Japanese style of making games and music, mm-hmm. and they repurpose it into this really sophisticated experience. Um, it's so different. It's so rich. It's the so powerful. SNES has such a memorable sound to their music. Correct. Like I love Final Fantasy VI. All the Final Fantasies in Chrono Trigger, 
and Earthbound, all those those, those tracks on the on Mario World, they all have this like thing quality to them, and they're all very very good. I mean, from all the stuff that I that I that I, I've I've mentioned, I probably would would recommend people to to listen if you, if they haven't listened to the Demon Country Two soundtrack, listen to Hot Head Bop. Okay. Or, or Bramble Scramble. You know, and whoa. It just blows your mind. I was going to say, maybe we should put like a little list together for the description of something you should check out. Yeah. But you dropped the ball. People were A couple people were like, I want to see those screenshots. And you never sent them to me. For the, from the Seduce Me. From two episodes back. Oh, exactly. I need to put those on the site. Okay. Yeah, I'll have to get those. Number so, one. Number one? It's not even, it's not hard to guess. Guess it. What do you think? Final Fantasy VII. You got it. Of course. Mm-hmm. That, that music has stayed with me since the day I, I played it for the most mm-hmm. part. I love it. Still listen to it. Uh, I mean, it has a reputation for a reason. I, that's one of the first soundtracks I ever bought. It came in a four-disc soundtrack, double-sided kit, whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I love it, man. There's very little music in that game I don't like, and almost every part of it is nostalgic for me because I played that game so much. And I could put every Final Fantasy in that same slot if I wanted to. FF8, FF9, 10, all, all those games, you know, 6, they all are just so good. Mm-hmm. And I love them. And, and Final Fantasy has always been renowned for its music. Nobuo Uematsu is, is a great composer. And I just love him. And I love 12, even though he wasn't the main composer for 12. It was a different fellow who I also like a lot. He did, the one who did 12 also did Tactics. So I, I, I just, it's so good, man. I, I love that. I don't even really need to recommend it because I'm sure most people have heard tunes from it. Everybody, most people know Aerith's theme. Most people know the main theme or the battle theme. You've heard the battle theme now because you've played Smash, so... Yeah, yeah when, and I play a little bit of Final Fantasy VII too. So far, yeah, you just need to, you need to get back to that because you're only like three hours in. All right, what's your number one? We're, My we're number one, along. and I'll dedicate this to Jeff. Okay. Oh, Mega Man X. Missing in action, Mega Man X. That's that's cool. Mega Man X, man. Mega, it's just two Mega Man in your in your list. Yes, it's that's just good. Excitement to the max. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Boomer Kuwanger, um, <laughs> the Storm Eagle. Yep. Uh, track. I don't know. It's just. Chill Penguin. I haven't played. I don't know, it, it, it just gets me. I haven't played Mega Man X enough for it to have imprinted on my brain. Mm-hmm. But like, you could say Mega Man blank, and I know the music's gonna be great. Like every Mega Man game has amazing music, and that's like a series. Like that's a series that I would put in. That that is just, that you know you're gonna have a good time with with the music. You're, and with Mega Man, you're gonna feel pumped and excited. And yeah, that's a great. That's a good choice. I'm not even soft Mega Man. When I was making this list, I was like, Donkey Kong Country. That's not so great. <laughs> Let me listen to it. And I was like, no, you good. And then Mega Man X, ah, maybe it's it's so overrated. I mean, they have all these other games that are newer, so therefore the music is it, it, the quality it gets is better. Yeah, but but no, not the compositions. But no, man. That's why I like to find like rearranged or updated versions of with the, with better quality and better instruments, but keeping the same same composition. Uh, when I can find those those tracks, I'm, I'm usually much happier because I like hearing a twist, a new twist, or or a more higher quality version of songs I love from old games. Because I love, yeah, that's I why I love Yogi's Live. So they, they go to that. There, there's a video on YouTube with all the versions of Bloody Tears from the Castlevania series. Okay, um, it's great. You know, it's awesome because that track is one of my favorite tracks ever. And and you get all those versions, as you said, and you have different interpretations. Just to end on, on kind of a high note, or a, a fun note for me. So I don't know if you remember this, but before we started the show, mm-hmm. and before you and I were friends, and we were just kind of talking when we used to work together, I was like, have you heard of the space here, too? And I sent you, like, it's called History of Game Music, and it was 45 minutes of different 
Space Harrier themes that just kind of went through it. I never sending it to you because I just wanted to see if you knew it because I didn't know much about you at the time. I just knew like games, uh-huh. but I remember sending you that. That seems like man, Space Harrier is awesome. And it is. <laughs> yeah, I remember that's that thing. Yeah. Well, there we go. So we're we're 15 minutes over. I thought we would have been less. I always I always underestimate. Even when, when it, it seems to be with just me and you, we go even longer than usual. We need left to kind of help bring us in. He's more of the eye on the time kind of guy. I think so. We need him. We need you, Left. Yeah. Left, to make sure Left is listening, how about 103? Good. If we don't hear 103, we know Left's. 103? A, a poor list. Plus score. 37. Oh, there we go. Yeah, Left. So he, he has to, he has to continue read. listening. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Okay, so uh, cartridgeclub.org. We got a shout out from them. We get them pretty regular on Twitter, and I want to thank them for that. Awesome site. Really glad to have our, our show on there as well, and they're, they're great people. Uh, Bonusbro.com, Twitter, blah, 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 YouTube. It's supposed to be a new video this week. We'll see about that. And uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, this is Rob. And Seiji. Have a good one.